Hello, Internet. Welcome to Adventure Guys, the first ever episode. I am Nick the Human. I'm Eric the Human. This is a podcast for humans and dogs. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm so excited, Eric, to be doing this podcast with you. I, I want to say to listeners, you know, who we are. We're just a couple of 30-something guys that got the crazy idea that we should start a podcast. Um, this is... I, I've finally fulfilled my 30-something single-man destiny by starting a podcast uh, broadcasting from my mom's basement. Oh, <laughs> and it looks beautiful. He, we're on Google Hangouts, so we can see each other. Um, I, I'm in my brother's house, so yeah, neither of us are in places that we are, you know paying outright for doing this is actually pretty weird because you're in texas and i'm in new york yeah that is funny you have to be flip-flopped forever i'm usually nick the human living in brooklyn new york Uh, eric (laughs) you've been in texas for what like seven years ten years ten years i just moved back to new york in time for a global pandemic (laughs) yeah you know how to you know how to choose the times man Um, yeah do you you have a plan for when you're coming back to new york i've been figuring that out today i uh, I might just kind of stay here through the rest of 2020 and just ride it out. Like I, I really don't know. Um, it's you know. yeah. Everything is pretty fucked until the end of 2020. Yeah. I, you know, I might be assuming we have a vaccine by the end of the year, which best case scenario we will. Uh, I have to go down to Texas to record with the holophonics. Hopefully, early 2021 like right after the holidays like january are you still gonna be in texas then <laughs> maybe we could do we could do adventure guys live and in person maybe <laughs> yeah. that'd be awesome but so everyone knows so eric and i are both kind of music dudes and we met i was just thinking about this we met like 12 years ago eric it's probably longer ago than that right 2008 ish college we went to college together we went to college together, the, the, the beautiful university <laughs> of delaware and we're old now. And we're old now. But we still do music and we still watch cartoons. <laughs> so we're like, let's talk about cartoons for all the world to hear. Yeah. I mean, uh, jumping on that quarantine podcast bandwagon, I I definitely uh, have been having a little bit of a rough quarantine lockdown. And this is, this is something I've been looking forward to since like, Last week when we yeah. had the idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad that you brought this idea up because, you know, we are joking like, you know, it it's pretty much required by law for early 30s dudes to just start a podcast. But there <laughs> is a genuine love of this show and a friendship here. Um, and I mean, I guess just to set the table for the podcast before we get into our first episode, I guess we should say is is um, I, where I'm coming to the show from, Nick, um, I love adventure time i when it came out i watched the first season like weekly and i kept up with the second and third season but then i kind of diverged off and would watch episodes here and there and i know this is a weird thing to say as we're about to dive into a podcast where i'm like honestly i haven't seen all the episodes (laughs) i'm not a historian i don't own adventure time merch i've never been a character for Halloween. Like, I guess I'm not like a diehard hardcore fan. And I hope I know that there's probably some people on the internet who are, and are listening to this. I just want you to know, (laughs) I want you to know I respect the show and I love it. And what I'm hoping 
is that my ignorance can lead to is like a genuine sense of discovery as we go along and see episodes I've never seen before and especially dive into the later seasons, which Eric was like kind of telling me about where there's like big chunks where they run together and multi-parters and stuff. So I'm really excited to get there. But, uh, but Eric, I think you'll, where I lack in knowledge of the show, I think you can fill in some of those gaps. I'm definitely a fan of Adventure Time, but a relatively new one. I, I tried watching it during the original run, I think around season three or four, um, because Harold from the Holophonics recommended it. And Harold is into some weird random humor. And I watched the first few episodes and I was just like, this is too weird for me. I was, I don't know, 23 yeah. at the time. And I didn't revisit it until after the show finished. So that was really not even two years ago. Um, I had watched Steven Universe. I was current with Steven Universe. And I knew that Rebecca Sugar had worked on Adventure Time before doing Steven Universe. So uh, right after the the whole show finished it's it's 10th season it's last season then i i watched the entire series and i've done that twice since then <laughs> so you can be more of an authority and what's great about doing these on computers is that the internet can be our authority as well you know my journey into adventure time was i think i was 18 or 19 there's that original pilot that i guess pendleton ward made before the show was made have you ever seen that eric i actually haven't seen that one Oh, I mean, we could almost do one. We should do one on that sometime. Uh, yeah, it's different from the show. Yeah, it's different. There's a lot of uh, things that are different. But I saw it in my friend's dorm room, my my great friend Dan Marvin in uh, in Philly. And he was like an art major there. And it had kind of like had this lore that it was like this incredible Nickelodeon pilot that was rejected for being just too crazy and too weird. And <laughs> But it was on the internet. And I remember watching it like multiple times with different groups of people and being like, have you seen this thing? And like, you know, 17 or 18 is the perfect age. Cause you just kind of graduated from like, you know, traditional cartoons, like, and, and everything. Right. And it's like, you're staying up late enough to see adult swim for the first time. Yes. It was like right <laughs> in that zone. Um, and it was so cool. And then like a couple years after that, it was getting greenlit and we were like so excited. I think like me and Dan definitely maybe like got together to watch, the premiere or something but it's also funny because i remember watching this at the university of delaware like as it was airing and my roommates having a similar reaction to you being like Nick, what the fuck are you watching like <laughs> this is a kid's cartoon i'm like yeah but watch it like there's more going on they're like i don't know man this is i, I but uh I, I will say even during my my first complete watch through the first season was a little rough mm. and i knew that the series was supposed to get really awesome but i just didn't quite get the first season second season started a little bit by the time the third season i was i was in and then on subsequent watch throughs the first season is amazing i just hadn't adjusted to the the brand of humor <laughs> right <laughs> and i'm excited because i hadn't watched this show in like i don't know man like nine years or something and just like jumping right in i it was like all like my brain was being so stimulated by how fast the show was moving the brand of humor the colors the characters and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so glad Eric was like, let's do Adventure Time for this and not some other show. And like, dude, I know, you know, this podcast, we're going to be talking about it pretty casually and off the cuff. But I was just so like inspired by the show that I was taking notes. I um, I've, I've written a bunch of notes. I could probably write a pretty killer like sophomore high school 
you know, analysis of this episode um, with all the notes that I have like prepared. Um, and then I watched it a second time and I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. Like there's, there is more going on here and in watching it a little bit older, you know, now being like 31, and not, you know, 20 or whatever it's, I'm catching, I think a lot more about what's going on. So it's cool. Yeah. There, there's something for watching just an 11 minute episode. I find my attention span is just like so anxious all over the place. Like, especially now that I have like nowhere to be at any given time, (laughs) kind of contradictory, but watching 11 minute episodes like all in a row is way easier than watching one 40 minute episode. Or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, yeah, my, we watched, I watched the, uh, the pilot of twin peaks recently, which is like another show you do a podcast oh. on. Have you seen twin peaks? I watched the first season and I was like, okay, I get David Lynch. I'd seen, you know, Eraserhead. And yeah. I, I was familiar with David Lynch, but I hadn't watched twin peaks. And then I watched, the first season, I was like, I don't know if I have the energy yeah. for season two. <laughs> well, dude, but this is we're getting off topic, but season two is <laughs> already. I know season two is great, but season three is so Eric Dano. It is the the best. It's the most craziest <laughs> season of quote unquote television that has ever aired. Like, I, I, we'll, we'll talk about that another time off air, or I we'll do a guest. I don't know. We'll do something about. I don't know. <laughs> I love Twin Peaks, but what I was getting at was that I watched it. And it and the pilot is like two hours long and it's and it was like slow. You know, it's like made in like, you know, 89 or 90 or whatever. And and then I watched Adventure Time and I was like, I was like, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Like there is something so nice about 11 minutes that I can just like key into. Um, should we explain what the show Adventure Time is to people who might not know? I, it'd be funny if you... I've been listening this far and didn't know what Adventure Time was, but we've got buddies who probably haven't really watched the show. Yeah, I don't know if an explanation is <laughs> warranted at this point. No, I, I, mean, I, don't even, not... I don't even know how you would explain it. It's just like there's a, a kid and his best friend dog, Finn and Jake. And the, the you know the you know what? The theme song of the show tells you all you need to know. Yeah. That mark of a good cartoon theme song. The mark. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> Just give you the premise, and they're they're only like twenty seconds long. It's perfect. Um, but I I I think also you know so the episode that we're going to discuss today is season two, episode one, right? Yeah, we're not we're not really going to follow a scheme or an order <laughs> or a, a reasoning on which episodes we're watching. We're just going to start with season two, episode one. <laughs> yeah. And then next week we might jump to season four. We don't know. Yeah. We'll have to figure out how we pick, how we pick the episodes. Yeah. There's no system yet. Um, <laughs> and the system could change too. This is, we're not going to be dogmatic about it. I don't believe that's not our way. And yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what's funny is that I, was I really did think about that decision and was like, should we go from episode one and on? But then you were like, no, let's do this one. This is one of the best episodes in the series. It's like a fan favorite. And now I'm like, I'm on board with this concept of not following any linear <laughs> timeline because I was yeah. like, yeah, let's start here because like you're in and they've, the show's figured out. It's a great first episode. I'm so glad that you suggested that we watch it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to do a Marceline episode first because Marceline is, She's a fan favorite, Marceline the Vampire Queen. 
And and this this also has one of the okay. So are we get, are we discussing this episode now? Let's start discussing the episode. Yeah, let's discuss the episode. <laughs> Could have a theme song there. I don't know. Episode discussion. <laughs> so this okay. So one of the, this is an iconic episode because it has the uh, daddy. Why'd you eat my fries song in it? Yeah. Which has been described as an emo anthem. <laughs> really? That's the internet. I don't know. <laughs> it, I, I didn't describe it that way. I just read someone describing it that I, way. I can get down with that. Um, it's almost like a more honest emo anthem in a way. Because what's so great about it is 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 that they're just getting right to the core of like that feeling of like when you're a kid and you're like she's mad at her dad for eating her fries but it's not really about that right it's about that he's not showing love towards her and a lot of emo songs are about that but instead people are like <laughs> deflecting and being mad about other petty things a lot of times um if we had the rights we would play the song but maybe if you haven't heard it uh go youtube it because it is great i don't know who does marceline but she has an awesome voice Olivia Olson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's a fun fact. Oh, hit it. <laughs> I do I do know that uh the voice actor Olivia Olson uh for Marceline, her dad in real life plays Marceline's dad on the show. Oh, really? Hunt Hunt and Yeah. Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> He's only in like a handful of episodes over the over the series. He's kind of a really weird enigmatic character. Like I don't think so thinking I, about the whole I have I'm sorry up. I have so many thoughts about the dad character and what he represents. Oh, I don't understand his motivation. Well, I don't it, get it, where he's coming if, from at any point. Uh, if once we get going on this, I, I'll I've got I've got thoughts and we'll see if I can explain this guy to you, Marceline's dad. I've got some don't real do it. Do it. Get going. Okay. Get yourself going. <laughs> okay. Well, I have thoughts. Do, what? And I'm going to explain to you, I promise to you, what the dad means to me. But why don't we go through it in a little bit of a chronological order of the episode and okay, okay, we'll okay. tangent it. But um, yeah, anyway. So I, yeah. So Finn's over at Marceline's place to help her record a song. And then she starts playing the song. And it's the, it's the Daddy Ate My Fry song. Again, the magic of an 11 minute episode and a cartoon hit me right away because literally within the first like 45 seconds you're introduced to the characters where they live their personalities and the Marceline sings this song and over the course of the song you get a feel for like her aesthetics and everything but then also like what she cares about and what she wants in the episode within like 45 seconds if we were watching a like you know one of those like hour long dramas that could take multiple episodes to establish. <laughs> I, at this point, Marceline is also a pretty new character in the show. I think she was introduced halfway through season one. And I, I don't know how many subsequent episodes of the first season she was in might only been like two or three. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this, like we're still in single digits for Marceline appearances at this point in the show. It's cool. It might be like Fifth time. I, I don't know. We can look it up. Yeah. And it's like we're jumping right into what makes Marceline Marceline with this episode, you know? Um, and so, yeah, so it's cool. So they're playing the song, and then Finn rightfully is like, hey, if 
you're so like worried about your dad, why don't you like go talk to him? And then Marceline's like, no, I would have to do all these things. And then like he, ma- they like, you know, summon him through the wall. Oh my gosh. I, I appreciate so much the inclusion of occultist black magic in a children's show. <laughs> <laughs> that made me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they like draw a symbol on the wall um, they pour milk on it, and Marceline has to say this thing in Latin in order to summon her dad from like hell. I guess is that what- <laughs> yeah, right. It's 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 obviously hell. It's a stand-in for hell, which is great that they that they're. I mean, they're calling it the nightosphere, which is honestly more badass than just saying hell. Yeah, but it's obviously hell. Like her dad is like the ruler of hell. I guess yeah. he's like a demon. He, it's also confusing because Marceline's a vampire, but he's not a vampire. He's just a demon. I guess. I guess. Although he's still sort of a, a vampire-like figure. No. Like figure, sort of, in a way. Because Well, I guess, yeah, he sucks souls. He sucks soul, souls, blood. Um, But before we get on to the dad, because that was a good segue, but I do want to note that Finn is the one that pushes Marceline to, to confront her dad and, you know, execute the black magic. And what was really cool, I thought about that is, is like... um. You know, so and I'm going to start diving into the the symbols and the, the meaning of the episode to me. But, you know, it's obviously Marceline dealing with her troubled relationship with her dad and how he hurt her. And what's cool is that Finn is sort of the stand in for the friend, the romantic partner, whoever is with a loved one who's having a hard time with a thing of this nature. And you get to see, you know, so Finn here is pushing her to confront this hard part of her past and later in the episode we get to see like how does he help her through it like what can he do what can he do how is he going to get hurt by it and it's it's kind of cool in that light um but anyway he forces her to confront the dad yeah the dad comes out and what's interesting so the dad has hurt marceline obviously because of the song and he comes out and immediately tries to hurt her friend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and immediate, and it's like I am going to suck your soul so like immediately the first thing you learn about the dad is is that he hurts or he takes souls basically symbolizing how he hurt his daughter because her soul is like hurt right and aching and all these things and I think that what he is thus representing and not even what he's doing is hurting and taking other people's souls you know does that make sense it does. I didn't think about it in as deep <laughs> terms <laughs> yeah. nearly at all. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> she shows up and just tries to, you know, suck out Finn's soul. But uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. If you- <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's one of those things like a vampire if, or, or if he's a demon, you know, vampires do have a good tradition of like being a stand in for people who take from us. You know what I mean? Like there's people who through love are giving to each other and he's a vampire's take. They consume. And I wanted to expand on that (laughs) is that he's dressed like a businessman and he says, (laughs) I've got business to attend to and leaves. So it's sort of like representing like, you know, capitalist ideas are just consuming is good. Taking from others is good. And it's all wrapped up in, in who this guy is. Driving it home. Capitalism is the source of all of our problems. There we go. We got there. How many minutes? We? <laughs> came straight from hell. <laughs> yes. 
You ever played the game Earthworm Jim? No, my f- my my friends had it growing up, and I never played it. There's like one of the levels. One of the early levels is like hell, or they call it heck. Mm. And one of the main enemies running around fighting you is just like these business guys in suits or like lawyers oh. or something. That's awesome. <laughs> I think I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah. I think they're getting at something similar here. Like <laughs> businessmen are doing the devil's work, you know. I say as a sort of businessman myself. Yeah, Nick is a, a big time record exec. For those who don't know. Yeah. Well not He's, not an exec, but I'm a <laughs> I'm a fully fledged middleman middle manager member or whatever you want to say. Anyway, let's keep it moving and say that um Okay, so the businessman, they go out. Okay, next symbol thing I picked up on, Finn. They're, the the dad is now going out into the world to go find more souls to suck. I think he says, like, I've got business to attend to, sucking every soul in this world or something. So Finn goes out and asks Marceline immediately, how do I kill your dad? I loved that line. Yeah. It was so violent and obvious and immediate. And I was just like, this is great. Like how, how did <laughs> no pretense at all? No. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so great. And what she says is no. And Finn is like, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, I shouldn't have asked to kill your dad. And then Marceline's like, no, you can't kill my dad. And with he's deathless, which is maybe my favorite quote of the episode. Dude, there's some good quotes. He, where he, he yells, I'm too busy sucking to deal with you. <laughs> um, That's, that is my life motto oh right now. That is, that is my quarantine 2020 motto. <laughs> Dude, I missed that quote. I love that so much. Um, <laughs> um, but what I thought was interesting about the he's deathless, to get back into you know the, the philosophical look at this episode, is that Finn there is like, Hey, my friend Marceline, I want to help you with this thing, with this trauma you've experienced. Like, how do I rid you of it? And she says to him, basically, you can't. You know, the the things and the pains and the traumas that get that occur to us during childhood are sort of implanted on us, and you can never really get rid of them. And that father, you know, your parents and the child, that dynamic, like it stays with you forever. You know, it's like some Freud shit, but it's like. You you can't you can't leave that behind. It's always going to be a part of who you are, and it's a good lesson. You know, it's a good lesson for Finn to learn because he can't just magically like kill or wish away this from Marceline. And it's also kind of cool for Marceline to acknowledge that herself and to acknowledge throughout the episode that she doesn't want him killed. She just wants, uh, you know, the love. And it's it's like a, it's like a more mature like, you know, she she realizes what her like emotional wants and needs are and isn't like misplacing them in rage or violence or anything. Yeah. That's very insightful. (laughs) Am I getting boring? (laughs) Cut me off if I'm getting boring. Cause I've got a couple more rants of that nature to go on. I, you know, I didn't really engage with the episode on, on this particular level. I don't think I, I think I'm going to have to get used to one at a time watching, uh-huh. right? Cause, cause each time I've watched through the whole series, I've done it multiple episodes in a sitting. It's very easy to do that with just 11 minute episodes. Go, 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 go. Especially like the early seasons too. Like they're very um, sort of standalone. 
where you can just move from one to the next and you don't really have to like think about a plot like connecting a whole lot of uh, the story so just watching one episode and focusing on it i <laughs> i didn't get nearly as deep as you yeah. did nick <laughs> well you know what's really funny is that like my my viewing diet has consisted of like criterion channel movies and like i'm watching movies from the 40s and 50s and 60s that are like deemed you know quote unquote important like i just watch bicycle thieves and i'm watching like ozu movies and it's like these movies that are like rich with symbolism and make you like really think about what you're seeing in these <laughs> these different lives and the characters in their movies. so i've just been i think i've been engaging <laughs> with with movies and TV on that level for the last few months. So then I watched this and I just brought that lens right to adventure time. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I, I do notice when I watch like early season episodes is how they fit in a little bit better to the overarching plot. I, okay. So one reason I, I got into the show is because it has a really good through line of the story. It just doesn't, really start getting developed surface level until several seasons in. Mm -hmm. um, but all the groundwork is laid in these early episodes and you start making connections and things that might've seemed random in the first few seasons come back and play a more important role in the later seasons. And there's just some like little offhand comments where uh, like where he's talking, uh, Hudson's talking to Gunter, the penguin. Uh-huh. And he's like, this is the most evil being I've ever seen, I've ever encountered. And do, do, have you seen season episodes? From, I think it's season six. No, I was like, what is up with this penguin and Ice King interaction? <laughs> like it, it was the only part of the episode that didn't really serve a purpose to that particular episode. It's it's connect. OK, so I mean, we're going to you can talk we have to break the seal. Yeah. We're, we're getting we're if you haven't seen episodes, you're going to get stuff spoiled. spoiled it's okay okay I, so well, gunter, I'm, it's getting spoiled for me right now too i'm on board gunter the penguin is an immortal evil being called orgalorg <laughs> who uh he was an alien that is trapped on the earth uh by the earth's gravity compressed into the form of a penguin and he doesn't remember his past oh. as the evil orgalorg how do they know then that's who he indeed is? <laughs> like, well, no, because he I, he becomes aware of his of his past and his being. He remembers it. There's a whole arc. I think it's oh. in season six where Orgalorg oh. is sort of the big bad that they have to fight. Oh my! And Ice King's just like, "Yo, my trusty companion Gunter, yeah. what's the hell you doing right now?" <laughs> oh my gosh! But they had that planned, I guess. Or, or I don't know if they had a plan. Maybe maybe it was an offhand random comment in season one that they just said a bunch of seasons later, maybe we're going to make this penguin the the main antagonist. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like I like also to think like they're probably just like we should give we should give um, the Ice King's penguins like some personality or something. And then like maybe later we can play with that. Yeah, well, there's there's a weird relationship between Gunter and the Ice King and also Marceline and the Ice King. Mm -hmm. And in some of the later episodes where they start doing flashbacks to Marceline and Ice King's past, where uh, Simon is turning into the Ice King mm -hmm. and starts going crazy and calls Marceline Gunter. Whoa. 
So like Gunter is just sort of like a stand-in personality for his sidekick. And it just happens to be occupied by an evil alien compressed into the form of an immortal penguin. Wow. <laughs> That's really interesting. Which is really, I mean, what more could you ask from a sidekick? Yeah. That's incredible. Um, well, here's another thing I want to know if it comes back later in the show are the fluffs. Is this a one-time appearance of the fluffs? Oh, uh, I didn't recognize them from any anywhere else in the yeah. series. So the, the fluffs are these small crowd or cloud-like creatures that are just sort of running through a meadow and are incredibly happy. Right? Isn't that's like kind of all we see of them? <laughs> I guess they're, 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 I think seasons one and two have a lot more of those random. NPC style mm -hmm. characters, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> is it sort of like a lumpy space princess? Like, do they exist in that world? You think? I think they're different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think they're lumpy. Well, well. Now here's <laughs> now here's I'm gonna go back into um you know deeper thinking, critical thinking. Nick, is that so? I mean, okay. So what I think the clouds represent are sort of you know they're kind of like dreams because like. When you think about when you look up into the stars, like what do you see? What do you dream of? When you go to sleep at night, you go up there. Like, the, I think the clouds represent your dreams. And, you know, what's interesting about it then is, is that Marceline's dad comes up to and sucks the soul out of the dream, right? Thus representing what he did to Marceline is that he comes up and is taking the dream's soul and it's there. And then... You see later that those dreams are all frightened and all scared because the one cloud soul has been sucked. And I think that goes to show like when you're a kid and you get hit, you get, <laughs> I can, <laughs> Eric's like got his hand over his face. But I think like when you're a kid and that, that first dream you have doesn't go well or you fail or something, then your other dreams and ambitions start to sort of cower away. And, you know, that whole and what's even darker, I think th this is probably the darkest episode or darkest section of the whole episode is the interaction between Marceline's dad and the cloud because he comes up to the cloud and the cloud's like, oh, I hope you're not here to suck my soul, which is great. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not. And he goes, good. That's my biggest fear. And then he says to the cloud, close your eyes. And he takes the axe, the bass guitar that he stole from Marceline. Or is the family emblem? I don't know. We should talk about that later. But he says, close your eyes. And he hits the cloud very hard. The cloud <laughs> opens its eyes and goes, oh, what? You could have killed me. And then Marceline's dad says, ah, but I didn't. And aren't you thrilled to be alive? And the cloud says, yeah, so? Marceline's dad says, so this next part will be all the more horrifying and then sucks the soul out of the dream, out of the cloud. My brother was watching it next to me and was like, holy shit, man. God, that was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm So I'm glad, I guess I'm glad that we're <laughs> analyzing each and every little tidbit here. I know we're going deep. <clears throat> you know, you know, these, these episodes, I think they, they take something like nine months for them to produce. Wow. And then we we watch it from beginning to end in 11 minutes. So 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Half hour discussion is is the least it deserves. <laughs> and, and you know, and I looked it up and I was it was cool to see that this was uh nominated for an Emmy for like outstanding animated program, like this episode. Oh. And I was like, damn right. It it should have been. Um and anyway, like, okay. I only got one more of those rants to go on. So if, if you're getting bored of them, Eric, it's uh, I've only got one more. Um, but anyway, you know, what's interesting is that also, which is going to relate to our music love is that when Jake comes, and goes, we have to get, you know, we have to get the soul back for this cloud and everything. And Marceline yells at him. If you want to help them help me get my base back. And I feel like <laughs> without now, this one is a reach. I think this is more of a reach. But I think that, like, when you get older and you've been hurt, I think that art or music or these things are sort of a way to reclaim your past failures or your past, like, getting hurt, your past traumas, and, like, turning them into something. And art is, like, something you can own. It's, it's yours, and it's not your parents. It's not the outside world. At least that's what art means to me, and that's what music means to me. So I was like, hell yeah, get that damn bass back. Express yourself, girl. <laughs> I don't, I didn't, I didn't. That's very, yeah. That's 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 nice. That's a nice little takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And then they go to the. I mean, they go to the. So then after that, they go to the the pass where like he's in the canyon, and they see him and they like have their confrontation. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> and they yeah they do their battle. Lumpy space princess shows up. Yeah. Well, so they do that, and then it's the ice king. Like so, they they have their they have their tussle, then they go to the Ice King, and and at the Ice King, Marceline's dad starts just consuming more and more souls at this rapid rate and starts like growing, and to me, it's was kind of thinking that like in your head when you have these parts of you that are like troubling you and you don't want to deal with them, they have a way of just kind of taking over your mind and taking over your space. Um, which I thought is like a cool metaphor for the dad. Um, but anyway, he gets big, right? And then you kind of see the true form of the dad, which is that inner, like, what is that creature? Like, basically, like, the head and the whole demon vampire businessman exterior kind of goes away, and it's this, like, bug that's just eating souls. It's, it's super creepy. It's like, uh, I mean, this is... It's a kid's show. Like, I, I keep coming back to, like, this is a kid's show. How did they do this? How did they, like, there must have been, like, I don't I don't know what a typical six-year-old thinks of that. <laughs> yeah. It's probably scary, it's right? It's really scary. <laughs> I was kind of, like, horrified. And, you know, I watched the episode a second time, and what you get to see is, is as the dad is going through the episode and sucking souls, you see that thing inside of his throat deeply and there's a couple scenes where it's clear that that thing is speaking and it is not necessarily the mouth of marceline's dad it is the creature in the back of his throat which i found really horrifying and now uh for my final rant here is that (laughs) what i thought was interesting was that when that thing is what's speaking and what takes over is that that's really what marceline is at odds with is with that thing inside of her dad. It's the thing that aims to continue to consume, to consume souls, to consume her fries, to just take, to be business, but not necessarily give her the love or affection or attention that she deserves. And 
you know, and the more and more he consumes and he's all, always focused on is consuming from people, not giving anything to anyone, including love. And it just keeps growing. And I thought that was like a cool thing because a lot of times you're mad at somebody and you're not mad at the person you're mad at the behavior or you're mad at something like, you know, it's like mean, bad people aren't just mean and bad on their own. There, there's like a trauma. There's like a whole life that's powering it. And it's like, I think a lot of times we're mad or annoyed at that part of a person and not the person as a whole. So I thought it was kind of cool that they almost like gave that part of the dad its own form to, to show like, Oh yeah, we're mad at that weird thing that's inside my dad. That's kind of taking him over this gross, greedy, disgusting thing. And not necessarily the dad itself because it's like a different thing almost. And it overtakes. And I don't know I, that, that clicked to me, uh, clicked for me on the second viewing and that, like, that's how I took it. Um, and I found it really interesting. I mean, I'm interested is that, so I'm just spewing off all this symbolic nonsense and it all makes a lot of sense in my brain um i'm wondering i don't know if the animators or the if they had like thoughts about this like the creators this, and was, writers. this was a rebecca sugar episode um i think rebecca sugar and adam mudo uh i would love to see what they think about it um yeah and you know and i think what i don't think i, I don't know if I, I certainly would not have gone this deep at 19 um but also, like, watching Midnight Gospel recently, um, which I know that they were involved with, but Pendleton was, and a lot of the, like, you know, it's kind of the same studio, I think. And they're getting into these types of territories that I'm talking about, I think, more on that <laughs> show, you know? Um, yes. Like, 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 very directly, like, they're doing symbols of society. Like, it's very more direct. But I was like, then, I, so I watched that recently, and watching this, I'm like, oh, I think there's, like, a similar kind of thing Maybe happening here. I don't know. I could be reaching listeners. Feel free <laughs> to email us and tell me that I'm an idiot or, or, or confer with me and tell me I'm a genius. That would be great. I would love that. My <laughs> ego would love it. Do we have an email set up, Eric? We do. If you, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, regarding Nick's philosophies or otherwise, please send us an email at, did you see the mail at gmail.com? What, what, why did you pick, did you see the mail? Well, with that, I think it's time for our next segment. Are you ready to play Did You See the Snail? Nick, did you see the snail? Uh, n no, I did not. Did you did you see this now, Eric? No. And, and okay, moving on. Uh, do we have any fun facts about this episode we need to talk about? I love that fact that that Marceline and her dad are voiced by a real uh, daughter father like combo. Yeah, I loved so that. That's just I guess just um, I I love doing like. When I watch these shows, I always try and guess the voice actors because they have a lot of cool talent to begin with, and then they have a lot of cool guest talent come on. Um, so I'm always trying to guess like who is playing this character, this new character shows up, whatever. Um, and then I'll I'll look up on my phone just to confirm. Sometimes I'm right, a lot of times I'm wrong. I have I had no idea who uh, that voice actor was, and I don't think he's been in a whole lot of stuff. I think he was just 
Olivia Olson's dad. Mm. He had done some stuff in other media a while ago. Um, <clears throat> but and he's only in a few episodes. The other cool thing about them is they wrote, they wrote like an adventure time book. Mm. Um, I, I forget what the focus of it is. Uh, I haven't read it, of course, <laughs> but they wrote a book about adventure time or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll pick that up one day, you know, um, I'm looking online right now uh, and, and reading about some some cool trivia we could throw in. It says that this is Penn's favorite episode of the whole second season, which is cool. Um, First one. Start off on a good note. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what are we... We're, we're, we are in the fun facts segment of the podcast. What are, <laughs> We're on Adventure Time Wiki or something. I'm on AdventureTimeFandom.com. All right. We need to figure out a... <clears throat> a name for this segment. If you have any suggestions, listeners, please send us an email at did you see the mail at gmail.com. <laughs> well, here's here's a weird one. When Jake farts at the end when he's in Finn's pocket. Oh God, this was a Jake-less episode. Yeah. I, I, I totally forget every time I watch this episode, I'm just like, like, you don't even realize Jake's not in it until the very end. <laughs> he just turns over and farts. <laughs> I know. It's, it's almost... It's it's insane because you get to the end and you forgot that he was even missing, which seems <laughs> yes. like unfathomable because <laughs> he's so incredible. Um, but what's interesting is, is I said when he does that, his tail and ears are missing from the animation. I guess that was just like an error, you know. And uh, I don't know. I'm looking on here; they've got all sorts of like like errors um, listed, but some of them are just kind of dumb. Um, um yeah i don't know i don't get any more fun facts about it but i did love this episode it was a good one it was a very good one did you have a Uh, yeah i was gonna say favorite quote but we already kind of talked about that i'm i'm he's deathless and you were uh (laughs) i can't pay attention to you or i'm too busy sucking to deal with you (laughs) oh and then i think it's it's a Finn that yells, I'll see you in the nightosphere, you sick freak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I will see you in hell, you sick fuck. <laughs> right? Basically. <laughs> and his, his like pupils get huge when he says it. It's so good. Is there any other cool trivia on this list here for this episode? No, on the wiki, they kind of give you a little cool insight into like how it was, how it was written. Um, and how, like, yeah, Rebecca Sugar did work on it a lot, but she also had a lot of help from um, Adam Muto. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and he, like, he di- like she basically did a lot of the monster stuff at the end. He did all the meat in the middle, she said. And um, <laughs> anything that was witty was done by Adam Muto. She said, I'm usually responsible for sex jokes and violence. Which is, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, but it sounded like this episode was a bit more like rushed or last second or something. I don't know. It made it seem like it had to kind of come together maybe kind of quickly. I don't know. But uh, I found that kind of interesting. Yeah, the whole the whole process. I don't know. Maybe we can do like a, <clears throat> some sort of deeper dive into the process of how they make these episodes at some point. But um, it like storyboarding. Mm-hmm versus like writing a script is like a way different way of writing a show. And that's how they do is that's how they do it. They storyboard it, right? That's Yeah. 
and it takes so long. And like once they do everything on their end, they have to send it away for it to be animated. And that takes months and months and months. And then they get it back. Then they got to do all the other stuff. Wow. It's like the lifespan of creating these episodes is huge. Wow. <clears throat> and they made so many of these episodes. <laughs> so many. Yeah. There's like 283, it says here. Yeah, so if we do one of if we do one podcast a week for 283 weeks, how long is it going to take oh, us to finish we're this? We're going to be at this for a while. <laughs> oh man, but I'm excited to do it. This is really fun episode, man. I'm really glad that we're doing it. Um I'm excited to figure out how to to talk on mic <laughs> better and get my thoughts coming out clean. Um right. I'm excited to come up with more philosophical and deep dive rants that I can uh just go off on. Maybe I can weave <laughs> yeah. that into my everyday life. Do you want to? Do you want to give this episode some ratings? Yes. Let's see. What's, what are you going to give it, Eric? Uh, I think it was algebraic. I'm going to go algebraic too. Uh no. What? I'm. I might even go mathematical. Yeah. It definitely was awesome. It was a very good episode. I appreciated it a lot. I just think some of these earlier episodes lack a little bit of the razzle dazzle that starts showing up in in the latter half of the series. That's fair. I I think just because I'm like, you know, I haven't watched it in a while. I was so excited to be back into this world. And like immediately I was like, oh, this is the best episode of Adventure Time I've ever seen. Like. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 it'll be funny to see if I just keep saying that as we keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, the best episode I've seen in seven months. Hey, less. That was, I think I, I did a, I did a complete watch through of the whole series uh, that finished in January, right before the Holophonics went on tour. <laughs> nice, I love it, dude. Yeah, algebraic episode. Yeah, algebraic. I'm going mathematical. Um, okay, cool. Well, I guess that's, I mean, do we have anything else to cover? Uh, that's probably it Yeah. for now. If you guys like it, subscribe, tell a friend, give us, give somebody a high five that you care about. <laughs> That'd be a good way to celebrate. The no, spirit. no high fives. Um, we're social distancing. Oh, right. <laughs> a high six, which is just six feet in between the hands you kind of smack. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's it. All right. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening.